Brian Millsap, chairman and CEO of Atlanta-based Black Hall Studios, is one of today's top entertainment executives with a vision for Black Hall that's ambitious, energizing, and boundless. Millsap is blazing a trail through the heart of the South and setting his sights on the future of entertainment. Listen and learn as Ryan Millsap journeys through the myriad industries, people, and landscapes that traverse the complex and dynamic world of film production. Welcome to the Black Hall Studios podcast. We here at the podcast are just as happy as you are that 2020 is in the rearview mirror. The studio is a ghost town for six months, and I'm happy to say we're filming multiple projects now. Along the way, we had to re-engineer our entire HVAC system to provide for the safety of our movie crews. Yeah, I'm looking forward to 2021 bringing us all a little more prosperity. We begin our second year of this podcast, and I'm as excited today as I was in the beginning. Thank you for listening in, and know that we definitely appreciate you being here with us. On the podcast today, I have Atlanta money man, Josh Harris. Josh is a finance executive with over two decades of experience in film production and project finance. As Senior Vice President of City National Bank's Entertainment Banking Team, Harris is an expert in financial services for the entertainment, commercial, and middle market companies in the region, as well as high net worth entrepreneurs. With a focus in studio, television, film, and music production, Harris is a rising star in the entertainment industry in Atlanta and is a strong advocate for building a sustainable, entertainment-friendly ecosystem throughout Georgia. We'll dig deeper into that, and we'll talk about the pinnacle driver for anyone with a passion for working in the entertainment business, money. Listen up for a cool conversation with Josh Harris. Hi, this is Ryan Millsap. Welcome to the Black Hall Studios podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Josh Harris, who is the Senior Vice President at City National Bank. Josh, welcome to the program. Thank you, Ryan. It's a pleasure to be here. What did you guys do during the uh, stay-at-home part of the pandemic? Were you just hanging out, doing nothing, too? <laughs> I wish that was the case, but I'll tell you, we actually had our hands full. We were busier during the whole shutdown than we are not shut down. And the reason for that is very clear and very easy to understand. It's PPP. <laughs> so as you know, the entertainment industry was adversely affected by pandemic and the shutdown. And almost all of our portfolio consists of the entertainment industry here in, in Atlanta specifically. So we were kicking out hundreds of PPP loan applications, trying to get the PPP loan process done for our clientele. So we were, we were working nonstop around the clock. A whole team of us here in Atlanta all uh, focus on the effort of getting PPP loans out to our clients. Now, were those going to just operating companies or were entertainment productions actually getting PPP? Yeah, so production companies, all of the ancillary businesses that touch entertainment, really, you know, it it didn't have to be entertainment only to apply for PPP. It's all companies across the, the footprint that were eligible. As long as you have a payroll, right? You know you're eligible for the for the PPP process. So we were very focused on getting out the money as quickly as we can. And you know the first round of PPP, we're now uh, neck deep in round two, as you know. <laughs> so it's been an interesting couple of weeks for us after the SBA approved round two. Uh, but during the pandemic uh, shutdown specifically, we were very focused on getting applications in as fast as possible because we were very concerned that the money would run out, as you know, and it did. Uh, so we were, you know, 
working diligently to make sure all of our clients across the board, not just the entertainment clients, but also, you know, the commercial clients and, and other clients that we that we work with here in Atlanta, making sure that they could take advantage of the program. Well, those of you that are listening that are in the entertainment industry already know City National is one of the biggest players in the space, uh, if not the biggest. Um, I think you, you, you said earlier that you guys are the bank of Hollywood and Broadway. <laughs> yes. We have earned a couple of different uh, uh, reputations in our, in our tenure here. We've got Bank of the Stars, Bank of Hollywood, Bank of Broadway. Bank of Entertainment is the, the most recent one that I've, I've heard out there. So it's uh, synonymous, really, with the entertainment brand. Our, our company, 65 years ago, was founded for the purpose of helping this industry and entrepreneurs. And to this day, we've, you know, fast forward 65 years later, we're, st we're still out there doing that in a very big way. What areas do you finance in the entertainment industry? Like, walk me through a little bit, like on the production side or the operating side. I mean, yeah. what does that look like? So uh, it covers everything, Ryan. And I know that's a, a vague and general answer, but really our, our production services out in LA can do anything from film finance to production accounts, you know, and, and so on and so forth. All the way to here locally, where we're handling a lot, of, handling a lot of the production accounts for um, you know productions that come into Atlanta and need to set up wire accounts and you know all these different ancillary accounts that are needed during production. We handle all of that. We handle a lot of the major talent agencies uh, out in LA and and here in Atlanta as well. The big one um, here in Atlanta being. Uh, one of our clients, we handle a lot of their talent. So it's not just the commercial and production level, it's drilled down all the way into the local individual level. So the talent often banks with us and will handle their personal and business banking needs. Uh, and then uh, also within Entertainment Umbrella, there's um, all of the different financial options for borrowing money. So like I said, the film finance piece, which is handled mostly in L.A., but also all these ancillary companies, the movie studios like yours and, and others in the, the city that have borrowing needs, we're out there addressing those needs as well. Do you guys uh, loan on equipment? We do. Yeah, we have equipment services. Um we are partnered with a company called First American, which has a huge entertainment division based out of Manhattan. Uh, and we do all kinds of great production equipment. Uh, I actually just did one for a local production house here in Midtown, um, set them up what's called a guidance facility, right? And so basically, anytime they want to go out and buy a piece of equipment for production, they don't have to pre-screen that through me anymore. They have what's called this guidance facility. It's kind of like a blanket line of credit. They go out and give it the invoice and we cut them a check. It's pretty easy. Let's talk about that after this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's some need there. <laughs> We're growing like crazy. I mean, as you probably have seen post September, right? I mean, August like kind of got started a little bit, but then September, um, everything took off and, and hasn't really looked back. And um, the, the entertainment industry all across the English-speaking world is ripping. Yes. Absolutely ripping. You know, we're very fortunate to be in the what I would call the heyday of content creation and really focused here in Atlanta in a very big way. And lots of new content creators flocking to the city to do their projects, not just for the tax credit reasons, but also the infrastructure, the workforce development, which we'll talk about, you know, all of these different things that Georgia brings to the table that other uh, geographies just don't offer. And we, we do here. So it, very supportive of that of that piece of it. And City National is at the forefront of offering the services financially to those companies and those individuals who are flocking to our city to be part of this great ecosystem. Did you grow up in LA? I did not. I'm from Georgia. 
So. Oh, you grew up in Georgia. <laughs> yes. And everybody and, always asks me, are you from LA? And I always say, you can't tell from the accent. I guess I've maybe lost a little bit of the accent, but I am from the deep South, as far South as you can get in Georgia. You definitely have lost that accent. <laughs> okay, like, good. They, you have to remember Californians have such a flat accent and kind yeah. of nondescript. And then there's people from all over the country that end up in LA and they start to then flatten their accents. And so right. then the same thing happens to Californians. You know, I'm a Californian. Right. People from California would recognize my accent, but then I've lived in the South now seven years and every once in a while I'll catch myself. Wait, that sounded kind of Southern. Right. I'm kind of like Johnny Depp or Madonna. I I, I take on the accent of where I'm at at the time. (laughs) So yeah, if I go to UK and spend a little bit of time, I'm going to come out speaking British. It's just inevitable, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, you you absorb who you're around. Absolutely. So then did did you leave Georgia for college? I stayed in Georgia. I've been in Atlanta really my entire life, the the metro area most of my life. I moved away twice, once with our parent company. City National is owned by the Royal Bank of Canada, and I have a deep, rich history with RBC. And I moved away once with them to North Carolina, where once upon a time, that's where their domestic headquarters was located. Now, of course, domestic headquarters is in Los Angeles, where City National is based. Uh, But I did move to North Carolina one time. My wife hated it. She was like, this is too kind of slow for us. <laughs> We've been big city people for a while. So uh, we ended up moving back to Georgia. And then I moved, uh, I had kind of a wild hair um, in me and I moved to Hawaii uh, for a while. So I worked as a senior credit officer at the Bank of Hawaii uh, over their commercial uh, credit division. And well, that's really slow. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's island time. I said, you know, I said, I, I, I've always wanted to um, to live in a place like Hawaii. And uh, it was the weirdest time of my life to do it because I was having a, I just had a newborn baby. She was born here in Atlanta. She's an actress, by the way. Hmm. She's 10 now. So that tells you how long ago this was. But we had a three month old baby. <clears throat> And I tell my wife, hey, I've accepted this executive role for the Bank of Hawaii, and we're moving to Honolulu. <laughs> Most people you think would be like, awesome, you know, it's paradise. My wife is like, okay, where's my support system? Where's my, you know, and rightfully so. She had just left her job of, you know, being a, a full-time um, a brilliant uh, banker in capital markets herself. And now she's a full-time stay-at-home mom with a brand-new baby and no support structure in the most isolated large metropolitan area in the world, which is Honolulu. And so it was a lot. (laughs) But we stayed for a little over a year until – I love telling this story. I came home from a business trip one time, and uh, we had a beautiful condo, modern condo, right on the Pacific Ocean. I thought I had set set this family up for, for life, right? Come home from a business trip. My wife's standing in the kitchen with our baby in her arm and her suitcase in the other arm. And she says, honey, we're moving back to Atlanta. You can come or you can stay. We don't care, but we're going home. Wow. <laughs> I said, okay, sweetie, give me just a few weeks to tie things up and we'll be back. So we She's did. like, I'll see you in a few weeks. Our plane leaves in three hours. <laughs> yeah, she's like, uh, you don't have three weeks, but okay. <laughs> so yeah, we moved back to Georgia. But to answer your question, Ryan, I am about as uh, native as they come here. So how did you find your way through the finance world into entertainment? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, what I think is uh, an inevitable push in this direction for me. It's it's funny. I've grown up close to this industry, the entertainment industry, not intentionally so. It's, it's, it's a funny backstory here. Um, coincidentally, the church that I grew up in was baptized in. My, my family still attends. 
is known as the movie church. And so for a long time, which church is it? It's Sherwood down in Albany, Georgia, Mm -hmm. which uh, has, you know, they've put together a slate of projects over the last 10 years. They've grossed over a hundred million domestic box office in those films. Amazing. Uh, Yeah. With, you know, we're talking low seven figure budget all in for all, all five pictures. So it's just an amazing thing what they've done. And uh, the Kendrick brothers are to be commended for, for turning around that city in a way that it wouldn't have happened without film. And I'm, so I'm glad that you brought that up because it's a perfect example of what this industry can do for even the small community like Albany and a church. But to, point, to, to answer your question, the, the point is uh, I've kind of grown up near the industry, but not directly related to the industry. And you know, all the way to when I moved to Atlanta, I had some friends that were in the music industry and it just, you know, there were some connections there. And then um, my next door neighbor was on a reality TV show for many years. And it just really, it was indirectly knocking on my door without me even realizing it. Well, fast forward, um, I guess about 15 years into my banking career, and I'm in, I'm 22 years now in, in banking, uh, if you can believe that. <clears throat> uh, so, 15 years or so into the banking career, I start to get calls about movie studios popping up. And it's, you know, I was very much a commercial real estate guy, as you're very familiar with. Um, and I started getting uh, deals sent to me about, can you build a soundstage? Can you do this? Can you do that? And it was, it, to me, it was very real estate centric. It, did, it didn't feel like rocket science. It was just a matter of understanding the, the, di- the dynamics of it, right? So That's the truth. I mean, yeah. that's the picks and shovels side of the business. It is. It really is. And, and I think that's where people kind of get lost in it is they, they don't follow through to understand the intricacies of it. And so they, you know, they, there's this perception that it's more difficult to obtain than it is. But if you push through it and you really kind of – try to understand the dynamics of it and the cash flow of it, then it makes sense on paper and it's real estate, right? So it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's a very, um, secure form of collateral as you know, Ryan. And so, yeah, I did a couple of those transactions before you knew it. I got, was getting calls about, you know, other movie studios in town and then just the circle of, again, it kind of falls back into that inevitability. It's the circle of people that I was surrounding myself with really growing up in the commercial real estate area in Atlanta and the private wealth space in Atlanta. Growing up, I say in my career is what I mean. Um, it was inevitable that these are the players here, right? This is the industry here. I mean, you and I have talked about this before on a panel we sat on, gosh, maybe two or three years ago. And the industry here looks very different than the industry, say, in Los Angeles or New York or, or wherever, because uh, here it's people like you and I. It's people who maybe have not grown up in the space and didn't have a purpose-built career path in the space, but we found ourselves in the right place at the right time, doing the right things and saying the right things. And now, you know, fast forward seven, eight years later, 10 years later, and some of us even longer, we are now the authority. We are now the resources here in Georgia. That is so important to creating this ecosystem that's supportive of each other. And so that's, you know, me in a nutshell is, it was an unintentional move, Ryan. I'd never said, hey, I want to grow up to be an entertainment banker. You know, like that was never on the radar. But when you start, you know, when you start doing a couple of, of deals and you know the right people and there's an inevit- inevitability about it uh, and you naturally have, you know, relationships in that space, 
it creates and nurtures this, you know, fosters this interest. And I have to tell you, entertainment banking is much sexier than commercial real estate. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, building a movie studio is much sexier than owning lots of apartments too. But it's the same, it's the same thing, really. It's just, it's just if you're if you're not on the inside of that. It sounds a lot sexier. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, for me, at the end of the day, it was really more of a calling than it was an intent. You know, so I know that's probably not what most people want to hear from an entertainment banker. They want to say, this is what your, you know, this is your life. This is what you, this was your mission in life. But really. Bankers can bank anything. Yeah. You know, it's such a transferable skill set, Ryan. It's all about relationship building. And that's what we're very focused on at City National is understanding the dynamics of the relationship first and foremost. It's a people business. People bank people. People with good credit. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That helps. (laughs) It certainly does help. It's a relational business for those that have good credit. (laughs) What do you see going on in the Georgia ecosystem and film today? Yeah, you know, I think it's probably one of the most exciting times to be in entertainment in Georgia specifically. As you know, we have surpassed many of our counterparts in Canada and other film sub film markets in the world as being the premier spot to do business, not only from the tax credit perspective, which we'll talk about in a moment, but really more so for the infrastructure and you here at Black Hall and, and what you've done here is a huge part of that. Uh, and the ecosystem of support and and the third piece of that is workforce development and so that's a that's something we don't talk about enough right the, it's just not happening at the scale in places like uh, Vancouver or uh, Los Angeles or even Manhattan to an extent that it is happening here there's a real push and a real focus on workforce development in Georgia. You see that with the Georgia Film Academy. You see that with SCAD. You see that with, um, there was another uh, university recently that just announced they're now offering film degrees. And it's just, UGA. UGA, right. So these all of these um, community support structures are being put in place to provide workforce development and talent for the future. That in itself, if you go out and you talk to someone in L.A. uh, on the entertainment side, and you know this, one of their biggest headaches and challenges is workforce development, right? It's finding the the people in the space to do what they need to do. Many times we have both. We have the people and we have the space. So when you have that and it's a very collaborative structure, we are setting ourselves up in Georgia. And and by the way, uh, the tax credit, (laughs) don't forget about that. But when you have those three things, Ryan, we are setting ourselves up for long-term sustainability in the entertainment ecosystem that you just will not find in a Louisiana or North Carolina or other markets. I think between uh, Atlanta and the UK, these and, and, and to a lesser extent maybe Vancouver, these are the three areas that the Los Angeles and the New Yorks of the world have to watch out for. And not because we are intentionally going after market share or we're intentionally... Uh, trying to pick off anything happening in LA or New York. It's not about that. What it's about is meeting a need. And this era that we're in, you at, your question was directly, what do we think about entertainment in Georgia? We're living in the era of content. This is Content is king. We used to say at the bank, cash is king. It's very important, but content is, is king right now. You, we can't get enough of it as a consumer. We, uh, we want to you know, download a million different programs. We want to have access to a million different programs. And we have all of these streaming services launching. 
um, you know, Paramount just announced there. You, you've got all of these different streaming services. You got to put content in those streaming services, otherwise you're not going to get subscribers. So, and then you got don't forget about YouTube, right? I mean, YouTube is another big distribution channel now. I mean, millions and millions of people go to YouTube every day to download content and watch content. And uh, so, yeah, what that means for Georgia is that the demand is there. We just have to rise to the occasion to meet that need. We are, we've been doing that in a very big way, as you know, and Black Hall's been f fundamental in uh, you know, the development of Georgia, 100%. Black Hall, Trillith, all of these studios that have been laying the foundation for what we're doing here locally. Uh, but now we are in a place where you know, we're, we're, we need expansion. <laughs> we need to, and you know this very well at Black Hall, we need to build more. We need to build bigger. We need additional infrastructure to meet the demand that we see coming in the next five to ten years. And that's why you see in Arizona, in, in, or not Arizona, New Mexico, you know, billions of dollars being spent on content development there through some of the large streaming services. We, we don't want to miss out on that. We don't want to miss that, 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 that opportunity. So there is the need. I see, you know, again, back to your original question around entertainment in Georgia right now. It's never been better positioned for us to be successful in this industry long term. We've never been better positioned to create sustainability because of our workforce development efforts and our infrastructure efforts. But now we also must evolve, right? And we must continue to grow and meet the demands that our that our marketplace is on us. Yeah, the ecosystem is um, evolving rapidly, which is good to see. Um, I, I think we're still lagging on the content side. Mm -hmm. um, certainly we're attracting more and more workforce, not just building it up internally, which is amazing. I think our internal development is, is world-class, right? but we're also recruiting top people from LA and London and New York who uh, look at the lifestyle of making films in Georgia, right? which is, in many ways, the same lifestyle of those other cities, only with better infrastructure, right? And uh, and Lower the money cost of and the money they make goes so much farther. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, when you move from New York or L.A. or London to Atlanta, everything feels free. It does, and you know, it's a real culture shock in the sense that the people here are very accommodating, very nice, very friendly. It's not a, um, uh, you know, you're not swimming in a pool of sharks as, as you can and in, in, you know this in, in other markets. Um, we are supportive of each other and we will continue to be supportive of each, of each other. And the reason for that is because, number one, we want this to be successful. There's a, there's a, an, a drive there that doesn't necessarily exist in other submarkets. Um, but Atlanta has always been a city who has risen from the ashes. It's part of our DNA. It's part of our history. It's part of who we are as a people. And so that eagerness to, to win and that eagerness to do more and be more and have more, which is very inherent in this city, resonates throughout the entertainment sector. And because of that sort of uh, inevitable drive to, to succeed and be number one, which is part of being an Atlantan, uh, we are seeing a lift in the space and and it's and it's really fun it's really fun to see it's really fun to watch this sector do so well because of the people 
here, Ryan. It's not because of something magical that we have that other places don't have. The magic is the people. The people want to help each other. They want to be successful. They work together. I hope 10 years from now we're sitting here talking about this same thing and, and how wonderful it is to do business in Georgia because of the people. And I think if we stay true to that message, we'll, you know, we will beat out other markets day in and day out for these large projects. And we will set ourselves up not to be a transaction city, not to be a host city. I love the idea of hosting uh, and accommodating, but I don't want this to be our reputation here in the South does not need to be as a, uh, a transactional destination. It needs to be, this is where you set up shop. This is where you move your family. This is where you have a higher quality of life. This is where you come to do business. And we continue to, as long as we continue to foster that, we will have, we will set ourselves up for a long-term sustainability in this, in, in the entertainment ecosystem. Did you say your daughter is 10? She's 10. Yes. And she's acting. Yes. You know, I fought, her for, <laughs> I fought her for so many years on the acting thing. She's, she's always kind of been, um, unique in the sense that she likes to put on a show right she just she's very much an extrovert very much a people person she likes to put on a show um and i fought her for a, a while about getting in this space not because of anything negative in the space but because i wanted her to be focused on school she goes to a fine arts school here in atlanta that's very focused on entertainment they have their own film channel they have i mean it's a it's a great setup and that again is feeding the workforce development piece that i talked about but for which me, school is that the love it school Oh, I love it. Yeah. I didn't realize love it had a big entertainment. Oh yeah. That's so great. Jay, fantastic. School. Yeah. So, uh, there's a gentleman there named Jay Freer who's done, um, amazing things for the love it school. And, uh, and Mila, my daughter, Mila Harris has, um, really taking a, a liking to theater and performing and performing, performing arts. And, uh, in the last two years I said, you know, she said, daddy, daddy, I'm going to do this. And I said, okay, fine. Let's just, put it out there, see where it goes. Well, she's just taken off. And um, she now is represented by an, uh, an agent in Los Angeles and a manager in Los Angeles. She has a local agent here as well with the People Store. And uh, Rebecca Schrager's built a phenomenal business. And Rick Esteban built a phenomenal business here in Atlanta. Uh, the People Store is a true treasure for Atlanta and, and nurturing talent development. But Mila has done um, some phenomenal things, and she's, like so many other Georgians, so many other children here locally, have seen the, the little yellow signs around the city, right? Uh, I passed a few of them on my way into the studio today. And, uh, you know, it's that intrigue. And that, Okay, well, what's, what are they filming? And like I said, we, our, neighbor, our neighbor was um, a star of a reality show, and we, you know, she's literally grown up kind of on television. And so in the last two years, Ryan, she's done, um, she's started to, you know, put herself out there a little bit more. She, I'm happy to say, I won't say the name of the project, but she's just booked a huge studio film for 20th century. Um, it's a game changer for her lead role in a studio film. And, uh, so yeah, she'll be, we'll be, uh, we'll be filming that here over the, over the next couple of months. And it'll be really a lot of fun to watch her grow in this space. But you know, it's more, it's bigger than Mila. It's bigger than my daughter. It's bigger than, than, um, just one child. It's the children and the, uh, the ecosystem here is very supportive of their, their natural interests in this space and uh, are you going to get to hang out a lot and watch her do that film i yes i think so yeah. I, I it's going to be um it'll be me kind of working through the dynamics of working remotely which we've all been working remotely for a while now 
and keeping my eye on the on the set. But luckily, my wife um, is a full time mom. She is uh, she's over a lot of the fine art stuff at, at Love It, um, particularly in the parent association, and she'll be on set with me full time. So can you can you say where which studio she's gonna film at? Uh, it won't be here. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. I, I, unfortunately, we we uh, have not been in competition for this particular project. It's going to be in New Zealand. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it'll be involve a 10-week trek to New Zealand for our family, which will be an adventure in itself. <laughs> now, will she will she continue school online? Yeah. So um, amazing. Yeah. As many, perfect time. As right as many of the uh, fine art school here in our city are so supportive of young talent. You know, we've got lots of great young talent, young young artists who are doing amazing things for Disney and other major studios now here, based out of Atlanta. They've adapted to, you know, COVID and they've adapted to this need for a virtual learning environment. So as you know, SAG will have an onset tutor and they'll be there to help her disseminate through the information. But really, um, you know, it's a virtual learning environment anyways, for the most part right now. Uh, she does go in person, but this will be a you know small part of her time where she'll go virtual. Will you have to quarantine in New Zealand? We're still learning what this is going to look like. <laughs> like I said, we um, we're we're in the contract signing phase of this now, so I don't want to give away too many details. But in New Zealand, they are operating very much in a bubble, as you know. They've handled COVID beautifully. It's kind of the gold standard, if you will. Well, um, island nation. Yeah, it makes it easier, right? When it's an, a small island nation of five million people. Uh, but their protocols are: first of all, there's no foreigners allowed into the country unless you have a visa that is for film or, or work. Uh, and then when you get there, you have to stay in a hotel for two weeks, uh, quarantined. They That's provide right. three meals a day and snacks during the day. And you have to stay in your room for most of the time, uh, schedule a like 30, 30 minute slots of outdoors time. Um, so it's going to be an intense two weeks to adjust to that and catch up on all the movies. Yes. So it, needless to say, it, it, it will be, uh, that will be the most challenging part, I believe. And then once we've gone through that quarantine period, then of course we'll, you know, we'll have great accommodations and we'll be on set and, um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be fantastic. But like I said, it's just, it's a great opportunity and really it's a testimony to what's available here in Georgia for all of the youth out there. This isn't, again, it's not a Mila Harris success story. This is a Georgia youth success story. You can be and do anything you want to be and do here in, in Georgia. And that maybe was not the case 15 years ago for a young actress or young actor wanting to get into the space, but they live in Atlanta or they live in you know South Georgia or they live in Savannah. Now we have such great attention and focus on this particular space that you have people like Mila and others are able to develop their true passion in life. This is what they want to do. They want to, they want to be in the arts. They want to portray these characters. They want to communicate their internal feelings through ex, you know, externally through these characters. And it, again, it just is giving them a platform to do it that you, you really can't find in many other locations besides Los Angeles and maybe New York. So it's really unique. Well, it's exciting. It's a, it's fun to see uh, homegrown Atlanta talent out in uh, major productions. Absolutely. I know everybody in Georgia would be excited to see more and more of that. Yes, absolutely. And that's the thing. Uh, you know, we're out there constantly, you know, on, a, on an everyday basis promoting Georgia as a place to do business, right? People like you, people like me, other business leaders in this sector are 
always out there promoting Georgia as a place to do business, particularly in film and entertainment. I think about, um, you know, the Atlanta Film Festival. Many people, which is coming up, by the way, <clears throat> many people don't realize it's a top 10 film festival in the world. USA Today has rated it one of the best film festivals in the world. And we have that local resource right here. And I'm on the board of directors for the Atlanta Film Festival and the Atlanta Film Society. And we are out there constantly talking about all of the different opportunities to learn and grow from something right here in Atlanta. And, uh, you know, but whether it be our promotional classes that we offer through the Atlanta Film Society, or whether it be just the local amazing resource that we have with Chris Escobar and the Plaza Theater. Um, these are things that you won't find in other, again, I, I keep, it sounds more like a commercial for Georgia, right? But I'm very focused on the long-term success of this business and this industry here in Atlanta. And I think we have to talk about it, right? We have to talk. This is, it does need to sound like a commercial because it's not bragging if it's true. It's not bragging when it's completely accurate. And, uh, and I, and I just welcome people to get more involved in things like the Atlanta Film Society and, and, and like the Atlanta Film Festival and invest atlanta is another great you know option that many people don't realize we talk about how do you get stuff done well invest atlanta has a creative industries area with a fund of money that you can apply for on a grant basis essentially it's a loan fund but um you know you're the likelihood of it all is is that you apply it for it as a grant and uh and we're issuing out you know i'm on the board for that as well we're issuing out those funds all of the time to, to new and developing filmmakers. Um, and in the music industry, you know, we, that's something we haven't, we haven't really touched on yet. Uh, the entertainment sector is more than just film and TV. That's two areas that are close to our hearts, uh, Ryan, but there's also the amazing music industry here in Atlanta, which is, you know, a phenomenal place to do, to do uh, business for the music industry and sports and other media and live events. I mean, these are all a part of the entertainment ecosystem, and we offer all of those things here in Georgia. Josh has been fantastic. Thank you for taking the time. If people want to find you on social media, yeah. is there a way to do that? There is. Uh, LinkedIn is probably the best way. I, I, I'm, I guess, old school, Ryan. I don't have Instagram. I don't do, um, I don't do Facebook. I guess so. You know, I only do LinkedIn for professional reasons and uh and so yeah you can find me on linkedin at josh harris and you can also um feel free to check out city national bank's website we are like i said we are very uh focused on providing services to the local community and being a resource to the local community here outside of film and inside of film so you can find us online at citynationalbank.com thanks for joining us today it's been fantastic thank you so much this is Ryan Millsap, and this has been the Black Hall Studios Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Black Hall Studios Podcast with Ryan Millsap. We want to hear from you. Find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify. And follow us on Instagram at, at Black Hall Studios and at Ryan.Millsap. Black Hall Studios.